This podcast is part of the Telerik Developer Network. Telerik by Progress. Welcome to Eat Sleep Code, the official Teller podcast. I'm your host, Ed Charbonneau, and with me today is Brent Schooley from Twilio. How you doing, Brent? Pretty good. How are you, Ed? Not bad. We are at Stir Trek 2017 in Columbus, Ohio. It's an amazing event where a bunch of nerds get together, talk about tech, and then we go watch some movies together. So we're going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 2 tomorrow. So are you excited about the movie? I am. I have to admit, though, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, on the flight this morning. So it's just one that I. It's yeah. It's one that I had I had skipped over. So yeah, I saw it. Um, I saw it last year. I'm trying to remember if I saw it in the theater or not. I know I watched it with the kids. They loved it. Um, I remember a little Groot at the end, and yep. I'm sure he'll be back in this episode. So. Baby Groot. <laughs> with Baby Groot. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that uh, later tomorrow afternoon. So um, what are you talking about uh, here at Star Trek, Brent? So I am giving a session called A Whirlwind Tour of Xamarin. So uh, basically taking the material that Xamarin does in their... Uh, dev days lab training. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they do a presentation over a course of four hours. I jam that into 60 minutes. Awesome. Why not? Right? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Right. Crash so course. it's, yeah, it's hello world in iOS and Android up through uh, here's Xamarin forms connected to Azure. That's like my preferred way to learn stuff, right? Just give me everything. Give, give it to me in a funnel all at once. You can't, you can't do a deep dive successfully in an hour. Uh, so why not just, do a broad spray, and uh, at least people know what to go look up when they go check it out later. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good way to put it. Um, when you go to a lot of conference talks, you don't always, you know, take in every single, you know, thing that's demoed. It's more of a kind of, here's what's out there, so when you get back to your desk on Monday, you can go look it up and follow up on the things you really want to know, right? Yeah, here's the, here's the thing to learn, and here's two or three things that you should take away to go look up later. That works for me. So you work for a company called Twilio. Yes. Uh, why don't you give us a little background about uh, what you do for Twilio and, and what Twilio does? Okay. So Twilio is a cloud communication platform. Uh, that doesn't really mean anything to most people. So uh, what we like to say is that um, Twilio makes it easy for you to connect people anywhere in the world using the medium that they prefer, uh, using the languages uh, and the tools that they prefer. So we have traditional things like SMS and voice that you can use phone numbers that you purchase from us to say, send text messages to people or MMS messages to people. Uh, or you could build things on top of our voice platform like conference calling and uh, appointment reminders and things like that. But we've also, uh, because of the mobile development craze, I think it's pretty clear that uh, there's a lot of other ways uh, to communicate through IP. So we have things like chat, uh, our chat, Twilio chat, just GA'd. Uh, so it's out there, it's in the public, it's released. So that's uh, chat. You can think of it has, as having everything that you would need to build something like Slack. Uh, we have that all in the cloud for you built to scale. Um, but realistically, you're going to use it for something like uh, adding chat into an application that you've already built. So maybe for customer support or something like that. Uh, and then we have 
video. So this is uh, cross-platform peer-to-peer video SDKs that works on iOS, Android, and JavaScript. Um, so yeah, there's a like lot of lot of different video, or is that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, our new. SDK is uh, built around a rooms concept. So you basically can think of spinning up a, a video chat room uh, that you can give users access to and they can join the video chat room and mm-hmm. see your audio video. They can see your audio video. Uh, and then we also have the ability to do things like screen sharing inside of that as well. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, so you could build video conferencing pretty easily. Uh, you have in the in the different SDKs, you have the ability to attach different audio and video uh, media to it if you mm-hmm. need to. Uh, so, say you had uh, a different stream that you wanted to pull in instead of just the live video feed, you could do that. Interesting. Um, so you're talking about Xamarin at Star Trek. I'm sure there's things that you could build into Xamarin then with all, all of the Twilio. APIs. Sure. Uh, any of the SDKs that we have that work on iOS and Android uh, can be bound to Xamarin. We don't currently have up-to-date bindings for those SDKs, but uh, if anyone in the community wants to help out with those, we'd <laughs> surely, uh, surely accept some pull requests on the Xamarin bindings that we have for Twilio. Speaking of community, you are at a conference right now, and you said you have an event coming up of your own? Oh, yes. Uh, Twilio's conference, uh, Signal, is coming up uh, May 23rd to 25th. Uh, it's a three-day event. The first day is a training event. Uh, kind of a, you can think of it as a, a self-paced uh, quest. We call it Twilio Quest. Mm-hmm. So you'll be given a path to follow down. You'll earn experience points and, and things like that over the course of time. And there's different tracks to learn different parts of Twilio. Uh, so that'll be neat. So that's a that's a paid training day, and then the twenty fourth and twenty fifth are uh, sessions, like a standard conference breakout sessions, keynotes on both days, uh, and then we've got a really awesome huge after party uh, on the twenty fifth called Bash. After parties are always fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it, and it's this one's over the top. It's a it's we're theming it around a Developers World Fair in twenty sixty seven. So what we have there is uh, games that we've built. So I think we have six games that we've built, and then we have six games that come from the community. So we we reached out. We had a uh, basically a CFP for makers. Oh, cool. If you have a if you have a thing that you think would be awesome to have as a game, put that in for us. I like and, the idea. Uh, yeah. So we're bringing six six people in, uh, six groups in to, to build their games on site. And uh, yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, it's funny. You think of software developers, like we get this stereotype that we're all a bunch of introverts, right? There may be a little bit of truth to it, but we sure as heck know how to party, don't we? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of truth to the, to the introvert thing. I, I really feel like people save up that energy for something like that. And they, I, you see people picking and choosing how they want to interact. But yeah, we sure do know how to party. It's <laughs> we, fun. We kind of party in our own way, our own special way, but, yes. but we do party. You know? Yeah, for sure. What, for what's sure. funny is when you get a bunch of introverts together, I mean, it's th- that that whole concept kind of disappears a little bit. I mean, you can't all be in the same room kind of trying to keep to yourself. So yeah, we kind of break out point, of our shells a bit, right? Yeah, at some point that, that ice gets broken and it, it creates an interesting vibe too because you can tell you can still tell that everybody is a little less uh, a little more withdrawn than they would be normally but it still invites this sort of hey wait we have a lot in common we should talk about that uh, and that that can be interesting 
So uh, this isn't your first Twilio event, right? Uh, no, actually, we had uh, TwilioCon 1, 2, and 3. And then we took a brief break uh, and came back with a rebranded conference called Signal. Uh, and this will be our third iteration of Signal. So it's, it's uh, on the piers in San Francisco. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So I don't, I don't think you really outlined, like, what, what exactly do you do for Twilio? Oh, oh, okay, yeah. So I am a developer evangelist uh, for Twilio. So I work in marketing as a software developer. Uh, right now, what I'm doing a lot of is uh, creating YouTube content. Mm-hmm. So creating a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of video content, tutorial stuff, uh, and looking to sort of build our YouTube presence. Um, traditionally, I've spoken at events, and we do a lot of blog content. Yeah, uh, as well. Yeah, me, me and you, we we do uh, similar kind of activities. So these these events that we're talking about aren't so foreign to us. Uh, right. Matter of fact, uh, we've we've been at many many events together. So this is probably maybe the fifth or sixth event <laughs> we've probably crossed paths at. Uh, so we do this quite a bit. So I'm sure you have sessions uh, not only at the Twilio event but elsewhere as well. And if I remember correctly, you're a Microsoft MVP, right? I am a Microsoft MVP and a Xamarin MVP. Excellent. That's awesome, man. Um, so tell me a little bit more about uh, some of the Twilio APIs. Let's dive a little deeper. Like, What are what are some of the uh, cool new things that you guys are doing? So I mentioned the, the chat and video stuff that we have uh, going on right now. There's also uh, a product that uh, it leverages some of the traditional stuff that we've had, like the SMS API. Mm-hmm. But uh, not everybody wants to be notified via a text message. Uh, there's a lot of other ways that you could uh, do notifications. For instance, if you're on an iOS or Android device and you've built an app, uh, push notifications, pretty uh, common path for uh, notifications. Uh, and then there's all these messaging apps that people are using now, Facebook Messenger and, and the like, where you're starting to see businesses want to provide uh, notifications there. If that's a person's preferred way of interacting, uh, sending messages, it makes much more sense for them to receive a message in Facebook Messenger than it would in their SMS app that they never use, if that makes any sense. So we have a product called Twilio Notify uh, that's a multi-channel notification uh, API. So you could, you could imagine you have a set of users that use your application. Uh, and they all have different notification preferences. Some people want a push notification. Some people want a text message. Some people want Facebook Messenger. You could make one API call and notify all of those people oh, wow, with the same message, cool. and it'll go to the device they want it to go to and inside of the medium that they want it to go to. So you guys are taking communication very seriously, like any type of communications you guys are Absolutely. involved in. Um, I remember from a few years ago, you guys... Uh, sponsored an event and there was like a prize at the end of the conference and uh, I can't remember if everybody put their phone numbers in or or how it went or you texted I think to enter yeah and then uh, to pick the winner you guys rang back the phone of the winner and I thought that was really cool yeah yeah. I think that was like one of the first times I was introduced to the platform I thought that was really neat yeah that's cool we've built a couple different iterations of raffles over time I think I've I have one that I use at Microsoft Code Camps that's written in C Sharp so that if anyone asks about the code they can see how it's built Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah it's pretty it's pretty neat what you can do uh, with a phone number that you can purchase on the spot uh, 
you know, say an event in Wisconsin, you want to get a local number in Wisconsin, you log into the Twilio dashboard uh, inside of the console, uh, buy a phone number, and uh, then you you can do anything you want with incoming, outgoing voice, incoming, outgoing text messages. Uh, it's really up to you. Uh, we make a webhook back to your web server when something comes in. Uh, we pass you all the info, uh, including the phone number that it came in on. If it's a text message, we'll give you the body of the text message. Uh, so it's up to you, really, what you want to do with that. Uh, so we've seen really cool things built on top of those primitives, essentially. Yeah, it's a really excellent way to add another layer of user inter- interactivity to your application. Now, our company specializes in user interface controls, but this is like an- another additional way that you can get input from your user or contact them or send them notifications or, or even get users in touch with each other. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. I get asked a lot of times, like, what would I use that for? And uh, there's a there's just a ton of different ways. You can think of the obvious things, like uh, a doctor's office wants to send appointment reminders. That's a really simple thing to build. Um, that doesn't take too long to explain how to do. But then you can scale that all the way up to uh, you know global contact centers that have uh, multiple channels that they can be contacted. You want to get support via SMS, that's a possibility. You want to get support via real-time chat, that's a possibility. You want to get support via video chat, that's a possibility. Uh, If you want to do call queuing and task routing, uh, when a call comes in, it's it's a question about plumbing and you have a bank full of agents that could answer plumbing related questions, you can put that call on hold and when an agent becomes available, you can route that call right to the next available agent who's able to answer that call. So it's another product that we have called Task Router uh, that handles a lot of that for you. You define the types of agents that can answer calls and the types of tasks that they can handle. Uh, and then it just takes care of the rest for you. When a call comes in, you can categorize what type of task it is. And if there's nobody available, it'll put them in on hold. That's very cool. Um is this something that like you could uh, use to power like bots via SMS? Like, is that something that you guys have? Sure. With? I mean, that's that's basically what I was saying though. Is it, it you can think of it as uh, primitive building blocks essentially? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can get that text message coming in uh, out somewhere else, it's you know, like in, in your application, you, yeah. The, the Twilio part itself is probably the easiest part of the solution because it's just a couple of API calls. Um, but what you build on top of it is the, the really cool bit, right? What, what can I do? What can I control now uh, via text message? Yeah, we've seen people in the community do things. Uh, there's a session at Signal coming up that's really interesting. Someone built uh, what he calls Spectre. And it's a, it's a haunted NES, essentially. Uh, it's... it's real hardware that's been hacked in such a way that uh, it can be manipulated via any inputs really and what he's showing off is being able to manipulate it via text messaging so uh, you could think of uh, Mario all of a sudden start swimming in Super Mario Brothers or something like that because someone sent in a code that made that happen uh, crazy stuff right but uh, you can just think of the, the text message coming in as a signaling device and you could do whatever you want with that input excellent yeah that uh, my, my mind's racing now I'm thinking <laughs> up all these different 
<laughs> oddities that I could do. Uh, you could tie this thing to IoT and all, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, I gave a session at Xamarin Evolve last year uh, called, I didn't love the title, but called Contextual Communication in a Connected World uh, that was talking about how in 2017, we still really haven't figured out how businesses can talk to customers like human beings uh, and how we can treat people uh, with kind of the respect they deserve. And, and I centered around the uh, the airline industry uh, oh, and how uh, just <laughs> how how tricky it is to, to even change a flight um, or, or get your seat on a flight that you've already purchased and yeah, so right. we'll go into it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, why in 2017, every time I need to talk to a business, uh, do I hit a call tree where, you know, I need to press one and then enter in my account number uh, and then verify something and then talk to somebody who transfers me to somebody else who asks me to verify something again, right? It's just, it, it kind of... It pains me every time I realize that I need to do that process. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure everybody who's had to travel, especially folks that are going to events like us, we deal a lot with airlines. It's never fun. Well, I feel like we know how to deal with it. I feel like it's really bad for the person who doesn't fly very often that now has to understand how that system works, and they're not going to. Um, so that that's tricky. So in the session, I actually we we talk a lot about doing live demos. I actually did live phone calls uh, to three different airlines uh, before doing a demo. So oh, man. I, it's just just to prove I, I didn't get into the actual call, so I didn't want to talk to an agent or anything like that because that has ramifications. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But just the process uh, calling Southwest. So Southwest, the first thing that they tell you is that prices might be cheaper on Southwest.com. So, okay, so you're wasting the your first, time already is what they're telling Yeah, in the first five right? seconds of calling Southwest.com or Southwest, they want me to go to the website instead of have this phone call. Uh, and then they read this really lengthy hazardous materials thing about boarding flights. And it's probably government mandated. <laughs> but it's not because the other airlines oh, don't really? do it. Oh, really? Really? Uh, wow. The other airlines don't do it. Uh, by the time I got to the menu where it asked me what I was calling about, 30 seconds. Wow. I mean, I've hung up by then because well, that, yeah. that's just frustrating. In web time, I think it's like four seconds. If you don't yeah. get your point across, people are gone to the next website. So Southwest has some work to do. Um, American and United are a little better. Uh, American has gotten better since that talk. I just gave this talk again, and American has actually improved since the last time. They got to the menu a lot faster, uh, but United was the closest to getting uh, what I want done on the phone, which is they detected my phone number. Uh, They linked that to my account. They're like, I see you're calling from a phone number that's on your account. Is this Mm -hmm. Brent? And I'm like, why, yes, it is. Would you like us Um, to come to your house and beat you? (laughs) So that's actually where I stopped the United call because it's it's very close, right? It's actually very close to the ideal, which is I know who you are. I might actually know what you're calling about. And in fact, they do. The reason I stopped the call there is because I don't fly United anymore. But if I had a flight, if I had a reservation, the next thing it would say, ask me is if I'm calling about that reservation. So it shortcuts a lot of these things. That's a good point. uh, Which is neat. Um, and then, then I do a demo of a, a fictional airline called Al Air, which is a, an app that we've built at Twilio that has a web component and the phone component. The web component is the customer service rep's view of the world. So there's a there's a mobile component, which is you, the flyer, uh, looking at your flights. 
you get to a card that has a flight that you want to change. You hit change flight or contact agent, and then it pops up a little card at the bottom that asks you what you want to talk about, and you say change flight. And that starts a voice over IP call using uh, Twilio's voice over IP product uh, that connects to the web browser that you can also demo. Uh, and what's cool is when the call connects, the agent has all of your information, who you are, what you're calling about, the actual flight card that you were just looking at is right in front of them already. So the conversation's really simple. You know, hi, Mr. Schooley. I see you're calling about this flight. Uh, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. I'd like to change that flight. And she can look through the options, talk to, talk it over with you, send a card back down to the phone in real time that you can approve. You can just look at it and say, yes, that's good. Approve. It asks you for uh, touch ID. So uh, thumbprint verification that it's actually you. Because one of the things that I talk about in that talk is security because it's very, very important. important. Yes. Uh, so that's uh, sort of like last mile verification notice like she's never had to ask for any of that stuff in this process because I'm already using the app. I made the call from in the app. Presumably I've already authenticated. Uh, but then you make that change, verify that it's you. Uh, and the whole process can take a minute, maybe two tops. That really tight integration is really what software developers want to build because that's what we want to experience when we're, we're on the other end of the situation. So it's, that's a really good demo. I, I like the whole, the UX idea of it you know the user experience of it is what's really important there and then you get to show off how cool your software is in the meantime i think we as software developers have more power uh to change things for the better than than we know sometimes uh maybe we're not given the opportunity or maybe we don't take the opportunity but that entire industry in terms of the way customer support works could change Mm -hmm. and it just takes one airline to do it uh, but none of them have done it yet. So yeah. uh, I think it's really cool. Someone is going to do that at some point, and the rest of them will follow. Uh, so it's pretty neat. Uh, how do the APIs work? I mean, is this, um, is this something that's cross-platform everywhere? Are we using uh, JSON back and forth, or uh, how, how is everything processed? So it's a REST API, basically, for the text messaging and voice calling. Uh, those APIs uh, REST APIs, we have helper libraries for all of the major programming languages. So if you're a C-sharp developer or a Node developer, uh, we have helper libraries that make working with that API a lot easier. So you don't have to make REST calls, uh, HTTP calls manually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use the helper libraries to, to help that task along. Uh, but you were asking about data transfer or transit. Yeah, I'm thinking like you could pull this from a Raspberry Pi or like you said, the, the, the Nintendo thing. I'm sure that's not your standard like Windows 7 PC behind that thing. <laughs> sure. So the the way Twilio contacts your web server uh, is through a webhook. So it's just going to make a post request to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it passes in, uh, it passes in all of the data uh, that you would need. Um, in the post request. So you'll have all of the parameters uh, in the post request to deal with whatever's coming in that way. Uh, when you respond to Twilio, you, you respond to Twilio with instructions that are in a language called Twimmel, which is basically just XML. It's a set of XML instructions that tell Twilio what to do. So think of it this way. A, a call comes in to the number. Twilio makes a post request to your web server. 
uh, with some information about that call. Uh, now you need to tell Twilio what to do. So in a very simple use case, let's say you call my server and I use text-to-speech back to you to, to say hi. Uh, that would just return some Twimmel that told Twilio to say hi back to you. Mm. Uh, it's very simple, very simple format uh, language, but uh, that's how that's the data exchange that you would do with Twilio there. Well, a very very cool interface that uh, you could set up with your phone and SMS and everything. I like it. Um, is there anything else uh, that you guys have coming up that you want to to talk about? Um, I would just say stay tuned. We do have. We do have some things coming, right? Because yeah, the, the conference is coming up, mm-hmm. and as you can imagine with the conference day one keynote, there's going to be some announcements. Um, but I can't talk about them. Okay, so, so you're giving us the un- carry it on. Unfortunately, a, yeah, I would say here. I would say tune in to uh, to Twilio.com, even if you can't make it out to the event, which. Absolutely. If you can make it out to the event, uh, I've got a promo code that we'll put in the show notes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you can't make it out to the event, absolutely uh, tune into the keynote. It's going to be great. Uh, there's a keynote both days, uh, and those will be on Twilio.com. I think we're running it on the YouTube through the YouTube channel. I'm not entirely sure about okay. that, but they'll be on Twilio.com right on the main page there. How about Star Trek? Are you recording your session at Star Trek? I don't think so. No? Okay. Um, I didn't bring any equipment on this trip, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not exactly easy to haul. It's not, not the easiest you. stuff to haul around. Yeah. Um, so where can we find more out about you? Uh, uh, so I'm on Twitter, at Brent Schooley. Um, and I believe the easiest way to contact me outside of Twitter um, if you're if you're not going to email me at brent at twilio.com, uh, I do have brentschooly.com, which has a contact form. Um, but yeah, it's, I post a lot of stuff on the Twilio blog, at least have traditionally. Uh, and right now I'm producing a lot of video content uh, on YouTube. And that's youtube.com slash team Twilio. Okay. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes at developer.teller.com. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show with me, Brent. And... Uh, Good luck at your session tomorrow at Star Trek. All right. Thank you, Ed. Thanks a lot.